0: Welcome to Inside Out with Chris and Katie. These conversations are here to activate, stretch, and take you to your edges. This is your
1: invitation to ditch the comparison and step forward with congruence and commitment to the life you want to live.
0: complain our world and our mind as we navigate our 30s on
1: totally different timelines.
0: Hello and welcome back to Inside Out with Chris and Katie. We are very much excited to share this episode with you. It's going to drop some fucking bombs. Sorry for swearing in the first thirty seconds, guys. If literally is literally is, just pop your headphones in, okay? Don't listen to in the car because we will be dropping some language, no doubt. How are you, Miss Katie?
1: I am brilliant as always. Freaking excited about recording this, particularly this episode. So today we're talking into all things people pleasing, which is. I feel like it's my flavor of conversation right now, something that I'm really leaning into, something that I'm really dropping the hammer down with in regards to the conversations I'm having with my clients. And Chris, I know this is something that we discuss and talk about a lot as a coach. A lot of women will come to us and it's people pleasing is a huge piece of their life. And I think it's easy to have that recognition that, okay, that's something that I do, but to move past it is the next thing. And yeah, I'm keen to have this conversation. But before we get into that, how are you?
0: I'm so great. I have had a very productive week. I'm in a very high frequency at the moment, which is amazing. And the vibes are just super positive. Um, Hubby's going away for two nights today. So, yes, I'm a little bit like, it's so interesting, right, when I I sort of get excited because I'm like, oh, house to myself. I can go to bed early. No TV's on because he watches a lot of TV, like it's in the news and Survivor at the moment is what he's watching. So I'm super excited for that. And I hate staying at home by myself. So, like. don't want to die so there's that right (laughs) so but yeah that should be really good and great for him and sometimes it's just nice in relationship I think to have that space from each other and miss each other a little bit I think we get lost in the busyness and the chaos and sure it's hard to keep that connection going but it's also really nice to like actually disconnect completely to reconnect on the other side so I'm actually looking forward to him coming home Friday I think that would be nice
1: That's so fucking sweet. And I think it's really important, isn't it? To have that space. And I think that's an important conversation to have as well, where you, like, I know that a lot of people listening to this are potentially like married and, and are doing the family thing. Right. And I think it's so important to have that space there. Like I, I see it all the time in relationships where you go into a relationship and you lose your identity. Right. And I'm sure it's something that will talk about at some point but it's so nice to know that oh okay I've got me and I can do my own thing and I can hold this like energy and hold this presence and hold my identity when my partner isn't here and how like you said it builds that momentum and that like oh my god like that excitement about them coming back to you and I think that's a really beautiful thing so yeah I think that's awesome well done well done for having that and I think it's a cool way to have that like spark there you know
0: yeah it definitely is it definitely is doesn't happen often but um yeah trying to find i suppose also just looking for the positives of that you know some people or me in the past an example if he would go away there'd like be a, a thing of resentment sitting there it's like you get to go away you get to go on a business trip like I have to stay home with the kids. This is all just like deeply suppressed within me, right? It wasn't like I was ever saying this out loud or really thinking it. It was just there. Upon reflection, I know it was there. And now it's like, oh, great, cool. I get a couple of nights just with the kids on my own. That'll be really cute. So, yeah, all about perspective shift.
1: Absolutely. And you do have the cutest fucking kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They murdered me yesterday and... It was great because I got to tap into my little shadows because that's what they are, right? They're my the mirror of me and they are my projection. So where was I not being met? Where was I not being held? Where was I not being seen? And that came up in that yesterday. So it was a very big learning day for me, which was great.
1: That's amazing. And I think that's such a, a powerful perspective to hold when you're dealing with children a lot. And mm-hmm. again, I don't have kids of my own yet. And I think it's something that we see a lot, right? It's like we are well- um, well-versed in the whole mirror, mirror, perception is projection, shadow, all of that stuff, right? However, so many people aren't and not through their fault at all. It's just like through that lack of, um, I guess, exposure to that world, right? And I think it's easy when you don't have that level of self-awareness to want to just kind of throw in the towel, right, and admit defeat. And yes, there's an element of that when you do have the level of self-awareness, but there's that like knowing of, okay, there's like there's me in this as well and what's here for me to pay attention to within myself in this moment um and it, again it just brings back to hang on what's my identity right now am yeah. I and I know we've spoken about it before like am I leaning into that victim mentality am I passing the blame off or am I taking responsibility on a personal level as well as that external level like obviously you need to look after your children um but <laughs> it's that reminder again to go hang on where are my needs not being met where is this? being suppressed within myself. So I think that's really powerful.
0: Thanks, Beth. Appreciate it. Um, But yeah, I'm super excited to have this conversation around people-pleasing because yes, I know it's your flavor of the month at the moment um, and a lot of the work that you are doing with your masterclass coming up, super exciting. And it's something that I have taken to the depth, right? People-pleasing has been one of my deepest shadows and blind spots to unpack and like learn and then reintegrate new belief systems around because it has been so long that I have been doing the things that I do to make everyone else happy and I fully now even even the in the conscious awareness of it I have to pull myself out of it I have to like I'm super quick to recognize it and sometimes leaning into it there's resistance like to pull mm. myself out of it it's like saying to my husband the other day my um daycare called and this is a prime example daycare called Jesse wasn't well he's fine he just had to go to the fucking toilet but anyway but they said can you come and get him? so i went to pick him up and steve was like i'll go you stay at work and i'm like no 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 no, no. I'll, I'll go and he's like why i can go my day's pretty flexy today you've got a bit on you weren't here last week like go um go and sit at your desk and i was like no 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 i've got it i've got it and then i went down in the lift i'm like why did i just do that why did i have to go and get my son why couldn't my husband go i actually have heaps of shit to do and now i'm going to be behind this week like, in that moment, I resisted so hard, it actually became the decision, right? And then I later regretted doing that. And at the same time, I was like, cool, next time that happens, I promise myself that I'm not going to say no again, like I'm actually not going to feel it because unconsciously, I didn't want Steve to be put out in any way by our son, not my son, by our son. So I created this thing where I'm the only one that can care for him to please my husband, but my husband didn't need pleasing. I created the problem myself.
1: Yeah, and all – fuck, that's interesting. And how cool that you've got, again, the level of self-awareness to recognise it, right? And I think it's important for listeners that are on this journey as well that it's like you're going to find that you fall back into that well-worn pattern, right? That's That's like human nature, not even just humans. Like there's so many studies that show that this like within – like mice and things like this, And yes, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I read research papers and that's why that was at the top of my mind um, <laughs> because I was reading one about mice and they're like, it's from a neuroscience perspective and how if we have a well-worn groove, if you think about that, like if you like have that well-worn groove that you've continuously been like etching into, right, and moving that needle through it, you've got this really well-worn path that your brain just goes, zoop, mm-hmm. like that's what, that's the path I'll take. And that's what happened yesterday, Chris, when it's, and then you're going down the lift and you're like, hang on, what did I just do? Like, it's that reaction as opposed to a response. And I think like, that's definitely the first step is getting there. Right. And then knowing that you're going to fall back into that well-worn groove a lot because it's well-worn and it's easy and your brain doesn't think it just feels and it just runs with it. And it's being able to go, okay, cool. Like, Be compassionate to yourself and to everybody else involved in the situation and then go, okay, how do I do it differently next time? Which is what you've done, which is great. And I think as well with people pleasing, a lot of it with all the research that I'm like digging up and like everything that I'm going into at the moment, it's control. We actually people please because we want control, whether it's we want control over somebody else's perception of us, which is obviously a very common and more obvious one. But also we want control of the scenario as a whole because, for that example, Chris, that you've just given, if Steve was to go and pick Jesse up, it's out of your control if Steve's behind now. And then you're going to feel responsible for it anyway. Like, that's, yeah. that's that, not you specifically, you know, where I'm going with this, right? It's yeah. like, if, like, that's a, a really easy pattern to fall back into as a people pleaser is to go, I'm responsible for everybody's feelings. And so you make the conscious and unconscious decision to go, no, I'll do it. Because if you're behind on your work, you're actually still in control. Whereas if somebody else is behind, then you're going to go, oh, fuck, well, I could have made that easier for them and I didn't make it easier. And then we go down the shame and this like the spiral of like guilt, right? Right. And so it's a way to like counteract that path is to go, well, I'll just take all of that right now and Mm -hmm. I'll feel the additional pressure because even if it doesn't equate to additional pressure for somebody else, I can't guarantee that it won't. So I'll just do it anyway.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, like, a great analogy for this would be or could be, like, say you're on a racetrack and you race cars, right? How can you change the outcome of the race? You change the process of how you drive. Like, the, and this is the how-to landing point for, for you guys listening. How can you change this mode that gets switched on when you automatically go to do, like, go into that, like, what did you call it? Fucking, what's the hole? The whole? Groove. Groove. <laughs> I Looking at you like, what the fuck are you doing with your hand? <laughs> like, the, I meant to say move and I'm like, it's not move, so what's the word? Couldn't think of it. Anyway, um, <laughs> you wouldn't think I studied linguistics, but here we are. Um, the groove, like, you act like, now I've lost my train of thought, Katie. Fuck, where was I going with that? Take over. Take the reins.
1: <laughs> I think what you're trying to say. I think what you're trying to say is, yeah, if you're going to continuously run through that same groove, you're going to have the same outcome, right? And correct. There we go. Thank you. I think, <laughs> you're like, correct. Thank you for reading my brain. Um, I think what's important to note here as well is that through that, like, and like you said, like you want to know the how, right? Like, okay, I know the process that I do. I know the well-worn groove. We're not like the back of our fucking hand. It's what we've done for the last thirty plus years. For majority of well, for us and for, I'm assuming, majority of listeners being a similar age. So if that's the case, then the how-to is space. Like that's actually what you do. You need to create space. So in those kind of situations, it's like instead of going, no, 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 I'll do it or, oh, oh, no, okay, well, you do it. Like you just go, hang on, can you give me five minutes? Mm -hmm. Let me just have a look and I'll I'll let you know in five minutes. Give yourself space. And this is like if you find that you're somebody – that always says yes to things. Um, and you're always, yeah, like you're over committing in your calendar, right? Like you're saying yes to going and hanging out with this person and that play date and this thing and that thing. And you're just like, fuck me. Like I'm being pulled in so many different directions. If that's how you are finding your life right now, easiest thing, create space. Mm-hmm. Can I let you know? Can I let you know in an hour? Can I let you know in 15 minutes? Can I let you know tomorrow?
0: And Give yourself also, time you don't have to say, can I let you know? It's like, you will let them know when you're ready, right? It's like replying to the, the instant need to reply to text messages or any notification, something that I really still struggle with. If you message me, Katie, I actually have to, if I'm driving or I'm doing something with the kids, I actually see the notification, like, better grab my phone. What, you know, and I want to reply straight away. Like, my body wants to do that. But I put a stop to it a while ago because otherwise you're always on your phone right you're always replying to people and it's like why do I need to respond to that right now how urgent is it like how important is that thing what's going to happen if I don't respond like create that space for myself to actually think about the importance and the level of priority that it is as opposed or sorry in comparison to the thing that I'm doing in the present it's like do i need to respond to that do i even say can i let you know because then it's like putting the it, it's, it leaves a sense of putting control in someone else's hands right can i like you're asking for permission so in some instances of course it's like can i let you know steve like give me five minutes to have a think about it but if it's like a text that you're receiving like hey do you want to meet tomorrow at 10 a.m at the park but you know that you've got something in nine and something at eleven sit with it for a sec like don't immediately respond if you're getting a call and they've called you three times and you've missed the call every time You can miss it a third time. Like permission slips slips far out. Permission (laughs) slips around what you choose to do. Like it's actually okay to not create so much urgency around giving people answers, right, and making decisions quickly. Like you can actually make a decision it can take all day.
1: Yeah, literally. And I find that this is, I find that I utilise the, uh, yeah, and I'm not even sure if I say can I or if I say I'll let you know, or whatever it might be, but I find that I utilize that a lot because often we actually want to do these things, right? It's like we actually want to do the fucking things. It's a totally different story if it's something that you know that you don't want to commit to. But like like me being here in this new lifestyle that I'm building for myself here on the Gold Coast, I really want to do everything that everybody asks of me because I like I genuinely want to go – to those dance classes and then i want to go for that social catch-up and then i want to go and work with them in a cafe and i want to do this and i want to do that there is an element of desire from my side as well however mm-hmm. it's that like taking that responsibility for hang on am i making myself unnecessarily overwhelmed here and am i doing it because i genuinely want to do it or i want to do it right now or because i feel like they want me to do it and then when you're looking at it from that perspective it's just being able to go, okay, yeah, put the space there and go, okay, nah, it doesn't work for me right now. But I think with people-pleasers, Kristen, I'm sure you feel the same when clients are coming and they're talking to me about these things, even saying like um, like I'll let you know in 10 minutes can be fucking hard. And then when you think about, again, that well-worn groove, mm-hmm. think about that well-worn fucking groove, it's going to feel like so much resistance to simply say, I'll let you know in 20 minutes yeah. because it's not your well-worn group. This is a new path that you're like wearing in, right? So recognize that in those moments, you're going to feel that resistance and it's mm-hmm. going to feel a little bit ick. And you're going to be like, oh God, I should just say yes. Stick with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Stick with it. Allow yourself the space, give yourself the grace to just go, hang on, what does this actually look like? If I look at the trajectory of me saying yes to this thing, Mm. what path is that going to lead me down? Like, am I going to get XYZ or, uh, or is it going to like, yes, I may get all these things that I desire right now in this moment. Is that giving myself instant gratification right now? Or is saying no to this thing right now actually going to be more beneficial to me for my overall week or my overall year, depending on obviously the intensity of the situation. Right. And it, Yeah, I just find it so interesting, but I think the number one thing is to increase that space so you can actually go, hold up, hold up, like without that external pressure, what do I actually want? And more so what, what do I need is probably a better question to ask.
0: Yeah. And I think too, there's so many instances that are coming to mind as an example, but like, even if you put into the consideration perspective, like the perspective of, um, will it matter in 10 years? So, like, say you've got three events on a weekend. They're in a, you've got a work colleague and acquaintances thing and your husband's sister's birthday party, right? Like, there's three major things that you've committed to, but you feel burnt out and stretched, overstretched, right, to a negative capacity. Attending those three things, will that matter in 10 years? Will those three people still be in your life? Are they a priority to you? And, like, for me, I think it's so interesting how... People in the past I've experienced where friends are like, oh, I am not well, but yet you run into them and they're fine, right? So like you can come up with a lying excuse and feel that incongruence within you of yeah. being dishonest within yourself, or you can honor yourself, honor the person and the relationship that you have with the person and be like, I'm really sorry. I'm completely stretched and I'm not feeling up to social, this like being social this weekend. I love you. And I apologize. I know I said I would come, but I'm not feeling like I can be there right now. Like, actually, honor your fucking self by doing that rather than attending all three things and then being resentful towards your husband for the next week because you both went to all those three things and you're tired and crabby. Like, create that ownership in the decision making, that self-trust in your decision making. Own that part of yourself because you can be unapologetic about that. You can actually step into that and make no apologies or not allow any shame or guilt to disrupt or dysregulate you, right?
1: Absolutely. I think on that as well, like, and this is what it always comes back to for me is don't you want to know, like, don't you want to fucking know that the people in your life love you and want to be around you because of you, not because you say yes all the fucking time. Like, so don't you want to know, and I think as well, like, There's, you've got to have a level of discernment here because it's human nature to push boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like that's the reality. Everybody does it consciously and unconsciously. We all do it like where we push those boundaries because if someone's not going to enforce a boundary that I'm sorry, that's a, that's a them problem. Like it's a you thing. Like if you're sitting there like everybody always walks over me, no one ever helps me around the house, no one ever does this, no one ever does that, like I I have to take responsibility for everything, that's a you fucking problem and it's time to like pull on your big girl pants and do something about it because it is so fucking easy to put that external to you and say, oh, everybody always walks over me, hold on, you let them. Mm. And wouldn't you want to know that the people in your life like respect you and love you enough to honor your boundaries yeah. and then you get to this place like and this is the thing right like chris when have we ever had a conversation you and i about a fucking boundary like never because we don't have to never
0: like it's just because
1: like, we already hold that
0: yeah 100%
1: it's a non-negotiable it's not a conversation that needs to be had but yeah. that is because we've had those conversations yeah. with self a lot of the time is what it comes back to yeah. but we've had those conversations in other relationships we've moved through it so if you're listening to this and this is new to you this isn't a conversation that you need to constantly have mm-hmm. i do not need to enforce boundaries in my relationships right now like mm-hmm. at all because they don't get to a point where they're ever like close to being crossed because it's openly communicated
0: oh 100 percent, like it, even just like phone calls and text messages, if you don't answer my text, does it stop me sending you 40 more in a row? No, but absolutely not. <laughs> if you don't reply, I'm like, I'm not sitting there going, well, fuck her. She can text me first next. Like in the past, like 16-year-old me would be like, no, nah, not messaging them back for another day. Like whatever timeline you didn't take to – you took to message me back – that's how long I'm going to wait for you. Like tit for tat shit, covert contract stuff. And that doesn't exist in my realm right now. Like there is no possibility or frequency for me where I'm like, you did this, so I'm going to do that. Like it's, it's, you might have six missed calls over the course of a week and you might take a week to get back to me. Cool, no problem, you're busy, whatever. Like I don't, I don't judge behavior by not, by people enforcing their boundaries or having a life because again coming back to how will your life look in 10 years will those people still be around you it's like what is my life right now like look into your zoom in on what your life is who's in your world what's important to right now does it matter to you deeply at your core of loyalty would that disrupt you if that person like just didn't respond like did they have their own life now too like Zoom on on their life. Are you in it? Cool. But what does their day-to-day look like? What does every microsecond of their world look like? It's not the same as yours. So how can you put an expectation that they can just be in tune with everything that you say and do?
1: Yeah, and this is the thing as well, like, and I'm glad that you've, like, kind of gone down this path, Chris, because this is such a great, like, next place to go. Is that, like, topic of communication? And it's just being really open, recognizing that, like, you – And I know there's a lot of mums again listening. And so this might rub people up the wrong way a little bit, but hang with me. Like you should be the center of your own fucking universe, right? Like, and you are the only person that is the center of your universe and everybody else, they should be the center of their universe. So when you're expecting to be the center of somebody else's universe, like fucking good luck, you're going to be, you're going to be disappointed because that's not how we operate. And this is a conversation that I'm really, really fucking passionate about with like mums and the clients that I have that are mums is, and again, don't come at me with a pitchfork here, but it should go you and then personal opinion. I think that's like a, you should always be your number one in your life, even if you have children, even if you have a husband. But personal opinion, I think it should go you, your partner and then your children because you're constantly modelling to them what communication is, you're constantly modelling to them what like relationships look like and what healthy boundaries look like like they actually see it doesn't matter what you fucking say doesn't matter like oh yeah like like we're having another argument blah 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 like cool communicate it to them but they actually see it they see the way that you make up they see the way that you argue or have like disagreements or discussions like they're actually watching everything so that has to be like it has to be such like a high importance but you have to be number fucking one like Mm. you actually have to be number one and that means being super fucking honest with yourself like when we think about communication, I just, I see it all the time and I'm getting worked up, but like we when we think about communication, we always think, okay, communication is expressing and it's external to me, right? No, it's not. It always starts with you. How are you communicating with yourself? How are you in tune with yourself? What's your self-trust like? What's your loyalty like to self? And that means, oh, I said, I was going to go I told myself that I was going to get up and exercise or that I was going to prioritize this or do this thing for me. And then you just wipe it off the table as soon as somebody wants something from you. Like, of course, again, permission to change your calendar around and change your mind. Absolutely. However, where's your loyalty to self? Yeah. And you can't be expecting these things external to you if you're not willing to give it to yourself. Like it fucking grinds my gears. (laughs) 100%.
0: One hundred percent. And look, when when Katie's being like, you know, the most important thing is you, and then your partner. She's not saying feed your husband, before your kids. Like it goes, we're talking about the depths of it. We're not talking about the surface level shit in the household thing. Like we, I, I, I understand. The kids come first in so many areas, right? That's not what she's saying. She's saying your relationship to yourself is so important because your children are in being imprinted. Like your relationship with yourself. If you imagine your daughter, if you have a daughter. It's Mm. her blueprint to her life script.
1: Yeah, I just got goosebumps. It's so true.
0: Like it is. It absolutely is. I have two stepdaughters that I have 50% of the time for seven years. Only half of their life has been with me for half of their lives, right? 12 and 11 now, maybe a bit more than half their lives. They have so much of me in them that it has taken me years and years to realize that that's the parts of them that dysregulates me. It's the me in them. It's the little me in them, right? (laughs) Because I have been a part of their blueprint. They have been ingrained with conditions and permissions and societal constructions that have been exposed and modelled by me. And that's only 50% of their lives. And I'm learning and I'm becoming better. And they, they have some amazing, amazing traits within them that I know are from me and I love that so much. Like I'm actually so proud of that and I'm proud of them for having that and tapping into that. There is so much awareness in these kids and but I I just feel like it's being missed by so many of us and I didn't miss it. I missed it for half the time and now that I'm aware of it, I'm so conscious of it but we're no longer in the imprint years, right? So now we're in the modeling. So the communication is so important important to allow them witnessing the positive behavior i don't speak poorly about myself i even noticed this is another one too katie i noticed i've been putting my makeup on in their bathroom of the morning because i have to do their hair and i help them get dressed and it's them you know where my their bathroom is in my house right it's closer to the noise and the kids or whatever so that's where i've been doing my makeup well now they're using my makeup and my first reaction to that was No, you're too young, you can't wear makeup, you'll get in trouble at school. No, follow the rules. No, 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 you're not wearing makeup. And then I realized I'm doing that every day with them. They're seeing me cover my face. How the fuck aren't they going to do that? They want to do that too. They want to feel that. Who am I to say they can't feel confident and pretty with makeup? But I also now realize how much I have to prioritize them feeling pretty and beautiful without the makeup too. So we're working through that, right? And it's just so interesting how much our kids see and witness and how conscious we do need to be and that doesn't mean you can't make mistakes that doesn't mean you can't fuck it up and say the wrong thing and be sarcastic or be inappropriate like there is things you you, it's the human experience yeah and that's okay but knowing consciously like you are setting up your children's life script and blueprint with how you treat you that's why it's so important that you come first and that is why second it is so important that your relationship comes next so you can teach model let them integrate all of the positive behaviors that come with being in a relationship um something a lot of people say that is that a daughter's first love she will measure by her father right the standard that she sets is measured by how she was treated by the first man that loved her which is her dad So allow them to see that and receive that through your relationship, and you can also feed them first. (laughs) Like
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. And I think for people listening right now, I think it's important. The um, when you mentioned that, like it's not about like you're gonna fuck it up.
0: Mm.
1: Like great, show them that you're gonna fuck it up because I think that's so fucking important as well. There was I was listening. It's so important. Like we need to condition kids to fail. And that sounds a little bit fucked and backwards, right? But it's so fucking true. There's this um really beautiful friend of mine and every evening, so his kids are a little bit older now. um They'd be, gosh, I don't know, approaching 10, like around that 10 mark, right? Um Every day they come home from school and they like we will have dinner together as a family. And the question that goes around the table is what did you fail at today? And they celebrate it. And I think that's fucking amazing that they're celebrating failure because they're celebrating failure through the lens of moving forward Mm
0: -hmm. and it's failing
1: forward. And it's like, fuck yeah, well done. Well done for being a beginner. Well done for putting yourself out there, getting out of your comfort zone, stretching yourself, like having courage to do something that you don't already know how to do it. Like, I think that's fucking amazing. And when you're thinking about, um, like fucking things up and all that kind of shit. And if you're listening to this, you're probably like, fuck. Like I know a conversation I have with a lot of my clients as they increase and like open up that span of self-awareness is they go, fuck, like have I totally fucked my kids up because I've been doing X, Y, and Z and now I know better. No, you haven't because you're showing them that you can change. You're showing them that there's growth to be had and that you can like move through that. And I think they're like two most useless emotions are guilt and shame, mm-hmm. like figure out what it is that you can do better and then do that. There's no point dwelling on the past and going, oh God, like I've made this mistake and that mistake. Learn the lesson, like fucking write it down, put it somewhere so that you can create another well-worn groove and go, cool, this is how I choose to do it moving forward. And move forward with conviction and excitement about what you get to create now and the like conversations that you get to have and the like communication that you get to have and the modeling that you get to do for your children and for the mm-hmm. people around you Yeah. because you're leaning forward into that. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. I think that's the pe- that little void, people get stuck in that little void of leaning back into that shame and that guilt spiral mm-hmm. when really we just need to lean forward into the excitement and the change that's coming.
0: Mm, absolutely could not agree more babe i think the biggest landing point or like thing to anchor into from this podcast episode and around piece of people pleasing is the how to space and grace like let that be Literally. what comes up the next moment in time that comes forward for you that presents itself for you because you, it gets to present itself for you for you to create the space to then give yourself grace and honor yourself right do i need to say yes to this I can actually be honest. I get to be honest and say, this doesn't work for me. You don't need to dysregulate yourself or or, um, have any incongruence in who you are by creating a lie or a story as to why that won't work or won't suit you. Just actually be honest with it. Yeah. Watch what happens in your life when you're honest with yourself and with the people around you. That self-trust, like then we dance with confidence. Like self-trust speaks to confidence, right? Like, Imagine what's possible if you just honoured your word, if you just started showing honour in all areas of life.
1: And know that it gets to be so fun.
0: Mm. It
1: gets to be so fun. Life gets to be this great. It really does. Like it really, really does. When you move through and continue to choose to honour yourself, honour your word, honour your own loyalty to self and build that self-trust, yeah or again mirror mirror your relationships and your experiences are just going to mirror that back to you and it is so fucking beautiful it really is and like chris i know you share this same passion in that like this is the core of our work it's bringing people home to themselves it's bringing people back to this place of that inner knowing that like they like it's that notion of like i've got me like Mm -hmm. we want you to feel that too because you are so capable and you are so worthy of it. Like know that and hear that and anchor that into your bones. Like you get to live like this too,
0: Mm.
1: but no one's coming. Yeah. You get to do it too, but you have to do it. Yeah. No one's going to do it for you. And you don't, you actually don't want anybody to do it for you. That's the thing as well. It's like, I think about my journey now. There's definitely been points where I've been like, fuck, I just wish somebody would come and save me. And then when you move through it, You don't want to be saved. You want to be the one to do it yourself because the pride and the like sense of accomplishment that you have. And again, the trust that you build within yourself is fucking paramount and it will change your life forever.
0: Yeah. And it's like the car analogy again. It's like actually learn to love the process. Yeah. Actually learn when you change gears, how fucking good that feels. Right. Yeah. Or if you pull over for a minute to rest and reset, like notice how good that feels. You are driving the car like no one else is. You get to decide.
1: I love that so much. That's such a perfect spot to leave it on, I think. I think that's just been such a fiery, um, passionate conversation because I know that both Chris and I really do fucking believe in this work so much. And um, I know that this is a really common wound that comes up with clients that come and see me. And I know Chris and I've had conversations about it. So I know it's like comes up in her, in her clients as well. And if you're listening to this again, just know that you're so worthy of choosing differently. And then that day gets to be today and get fucking excited about it.
0: Yes. Thank you so much, babe.
1: Amazing. Perfect. As always, I'm excited for next week already.
0: Yay. See you guys. Bye.